0: Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Honey and Milk podcast. I am your host, Bernice Dauda, or simply known as B. If you are new here, welcome to this space. Get comfortable. Feel free to look around, look at the past episodes and feel free to also give me a shout out or contact me on Instagram, Twitter and email. So Instagram and Twitter, my handle is at pdcst. that is podcast, honeymilk podcast without the vowels, and then my email is hi.b at honeyandmilk.org. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. It's so nice to, I guess, speak to you again. (laughs) But yeah, hope you're doing well, and I hope you all are fine today. So let's just dive into today's episode. So today I'm actually going to start with a story time, right? And this story is about a dad and his two sons. And so this dad is quite wealthy, I would say, or at least well-to-do. And he has fields that he works in. He has. Workers that work underneath him. He's doing pretty well for himself. And he has two sons. There's an elder brother and a younger brother. Obviously, they're not twins. (laughs) So I just wanted to point that out. They were not twins. His two sons is like one older, one younger. And then the younger son one day. So the both, the both sons are meant to be working with the dad. It's like a, I would call it like a family company, I guess. For a family business, and then they're going about that with their normal lives, and then the younger son comes to the dad one day and he's like, "Dad, I think, I think you know, you know, at the end of your life's time, when you draft a will that I'm going to get an inheritance, I would like my inheritance right now, like now, now." <laughs> so the dad is. Obviously, your dad doesn't think it's a good idea, but he ends up hearing the um, that sharing the inheritance between his two sons, and then he gives the younger son his own inheritance to have in his own account. Right. So shortly after, the younger son is like, "I have all this money." i might as well go travel the world like i want to see the entire world you know how people go backpacking and everything like i want to travel the money my dad gave me is somewhat substantial so i'm gonna travel see the world you know pirates live my own life and let's see how it goes he doesn't really have a plan it's just like i just want to go travel see the world and so he leaves He's beside um behind his dad and the older brother. Then the older brother and the dad they're at home, right? So the younger the younger brother, the younger son, then goes, sees the whole world. He travels, he ends up traveling, and uh I would say he somehow gets blinded by the riches that he has. And he's not paying attention. He's not being careful. He's just like, okay, I have this money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to live the life. Maybe he went clubbing. Maybe he bought a yacht. I don't know. But he went wild. Okay. And he ended up spending all his money. And he was at the moment that he spent all his money. Then a famine came. So it would be like. Covid, so it's like the year or the month before covid hit that was when he spent all his money so you know how covid kind of like shut down the whole shut down companies shut down countries and it made it a bit harder to get the normal work that you get like sometimes you just walk out and you'd see someone needing work or something so it made it harder for him and he wasn't able to get a job so easily and he was in want and most likely had to ask and beg around and so he comes to this place right and he I would would say he forces (laughs) but he begs and um, he begs a person that has a company to take him in even if you would do like the bare minimum at the workplace and all that so the person ends up taking him in, gives him the job. But as he's working this job, it's like the job is not even meeting his needs. It's like literally the bare minimum. And he goes about his life, he's struggling to make ends meet, it's not working, things are hard. And then all of a sudden he's just sitting on his bed one day or he's just thinking maybe at his workplace. And he remembers, he remembers Workers in his father's place. He remembers how well they're treated, how well they're taken care of, and everything. And he, in his daydreaming, he starts to think maybe it is not such a bad idea to go home. I can try to pull all my resources, the bare, <laughs> the bare minimum I have, <laughs> and go back home. I know of course I took my father's inheritance, so why on earth would my father ever allow me back as his son? But knowing how kind my dad is, most likely I can ask him to make me one of his workers instead. You know. A little bit of work experience before seeing that it was a family business and I sort of knew how it ran. Um so yeah, I could also tell him like, okay. I have work experience, yeah. <laughs> so let me be one of your workers. And so he heads home. He heads home humiliated. He heads home in guilt and in shame, realizing what he has done, realizing how far he had gone away from home. And even in his going away from home, he wasn't careful. He was... Taking away with all the extravagant things and that lifestyle of doing it all and trying to get everything done. But yet, even in that humiliation, even in that shame, even in the guilt that he felt in his heart, he still decided to go home. And so he was like, okay. Um, I'm just going to go home. (laughs) I want to go back home to my father's house. And he already started giving himself a pep talk. You know, the pep talk that you have when you're about to go see your parents after doing something. You know they told you not to do. Or they knew that it was dumb. Okay. (laughs) So he decided to give himself a pep talk and be like, okay, dad, this is it, right? I know what I did. I'm sorry. I know I can't be your son again. I know you have, you want nothing to do with me. That's fine. But can you please just make me one of your workers if that's possible, you know? And so with that pep talk, he arrived home. And, but the thing he doesn't know is that his father was in a place where he could sort of see afar from the house so he was sitting down you know how someone would sit down at the porch and you can see someone coming from a long distance so his dad is sitting at the porch and he sees his son coming towards the house you know the, the son is still mumbling giving himself the pep talk and then the dad sees him and he sees him dressed in rags and dressed with just rags like he was dressed as a beggar he was dressed not as his son not the son that he knew him to be he was skinnier than he left he was dirtier than he left but yet even in that moment the father just was so glad he was so glad that his son was home that his son was alive and in that compassion, in that love, the dad runs out to meet him and he hugs him. He hugs him, picks him up on the floor and just hugs him. And is filled with so much joy. The son in his head, the younger brother is still thinking, what's going on, you know? And so he starts his pep talk, the same pep talk that he's been practicing ever since. That maybe, just maybe, his father could, even though he can't be a son anymore, that he could at least be a worker, be a servant. But yet, as he was trying to even say his pep talk and tell the dad, Oh, I'm really sorry. I don't deserve to be your son. Please just let me be. The dad interrupted him and said, Son, I don't care. All I know is that you're home. You're home now. And then he turns to some of his workers and he tells them, go get the best clothes you can get. Go get the best clothes you can get. Take him in for a shower. Look how skinny he is. Go prepare the best meal. Let's, in fact, you know what? Let's make a feast and celebrate. Because my beloved son that was once thought dead... My beloved son that was once dead, he is now alive. Oh, he was lost. I had lost him and now he is found. And everyone, everyone, it's like it was a contagious joy. Everyone celebrated this overflowing joy. But it was a work day and the older brother was not around. Now when the older brother comes home, at the door, he starts to see music, celebration, and dancing. He's a bit confused because it is work day. There's, there's, it's supposed to be a normal day. Why are they celebrating? So he calls one of the workers and he says, um, what's up? What's going on? And the worker tells him, oh, oh my gosh, it's your younger brother. He came home today. He's alive. And your dad is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. But even though the servant was saying such such a thing, such joy, the oldest son became angry. What? What do you mean? Celebrate? Celebrate who? My younger brother? The same person that took my father's wealth and ran away and went away and wasted it on things that didn't matter wasted it recklessly what has he ever done to deserve such a thing i have been a son i have been here every day i have been performing every duty he has asked of me as a faithful son how come i never got a party how come i was never cel- I, I i was never celebrated for doing my duty for being faithful And he got angry and he said, no, he's not going home. He can't stand it. He can't go into a place of celebration, whether it be his home or not. Then the dad comes out when he realizes that, oh, my son should be back by now. So what's going on? And he asks one of his workers and the workers tell him, "Oh, your son is outside. He has refused to come in. So his dad came out and saw him and was like, My son, what are you doing out here? Won't you come in and join the feast? Your brother, your brother came home today. Can you believe that? He came home today. The same person that I had thought was dead. He came home alive to me today. But the brother, the older brother said no. You have never celebrated me. I've been here every day. I have been faithful to you. I have performed every duty you've asked. I have worked in your fields. But I have never received a feast. I have never been celebrated. You have never invited my friends to celebrate. Or rather, you have not even given me, I don't know, some money that I could go feast on and celebrate with my friends. But look at him. He spends all your money. He insults you. By asking you for his inheritance even before your body reaches the ground. But here you are celebrating him with a great feast, with a party. I just don't understand it. But yet the father tells him, my son, yes, I see you. I know you. I know you are always with me by my side. And don't forget, Your inheritance is still yours to enjoy. But your brother is back. He is back alive. He was lost, but here he is found. If the story is familiar to you or it has or it makes you remember something, that is because it takes its... It takes its roots in Luke 15, 11 to 32. It talks about the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son, son that Jesus talked about. And here you can see that that the father loves both his children. In Luke 15, verse 7, just a few verses above. Jesus had already said that there is much joy in heaven over one sinner that repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Every sinner that turns back home, that comes back home is celebrated. And the Father, as he sees you coming from afar, he runs towards you and he lifts you up and he hugs you. So before we finish, I would like to say some words in the form of a letter from a father who wants you home because God the Father wants us home, his children, his sons. He wants you home safely. And so to one son he says, my dear son, you decided to travel off to see the world. I want to tell you to take care Take care that you don't live recklessly. Be careful of the company you keep. And never forget where you came from. Oh, how I wish to see you home. How I wish that you would just come home where it is safe and warm. Don't let shame and guilt wear you down and make you think that my doors are shut to you forever. I want to tell you that not only are my doors wide open, my arms are too. Come home, my son. With love, your father. And to the other son, he says, my child, you stayed by my side. You have diligently worked in the fields. You have worked well. Come and join the feast tonight. Guess what? Your brother is back. He came back home today and I am so glad he is home alive. We had lost him but here he is found. What a joyful moment. I know you want him punished for wasting my wealth but his life is worth so much more to me than any wealth. Don't let pride, anger, bitterness well, resentment keep you out of the house as well. I just got back one of my sons. I wouldn't want to lose another. Son, come home. With love, your merciful Father. So Heavenly Father, I pray concerning each and every person here. I pray for your son that is not yet home. I pray that they find their way home. I pray for the one that is home and maybe doesn't fully understand your mercy that has been blinded to see the celebration of a lost soul being found. I pray in all things that their hearts be guarded. I pray for the one afar off, that his heart will turn to you. And I pray for the one home that works diligently, that his heart be wrapped in your mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you call us home. Home to a place where we are safe, where we are fed, and where we are kept. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, that's it for tonight. Um, I'm really sorry for any background noise. But uh, but I hope you're doing well. Don't forget to like. I want to say like, but it's not really like. It's like rating. So don't forget to rate my podcast. (laughs) Don't forget to share. And don't forget to contact me or comment or anything you wish to do. There are many, many avenues. You can find me on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, with my email. You can find me on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Sound, no, Castaway. <laughs> there are a lot of places. So, in fact, all you can actually do is just Google. Honey and Milk podcast where Bernice Gouda. This should pop up. And thank you so much for listening in. Have a wonderful evening or rather wonderful day, week. And see you next week. Bye.